Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders in the hospitality and restaurant industry to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. In today's podcast, we are extremely, extremely lucky to be joined by Marta Progoseska, MD of Gales. Marta is passionate about building high-performing, empowered, and accountable people and teams. Prior to Gales, Marta worked at Predamanchier for 12 years in roles ranging from general manager to director of operations in the US. In this episode, we sat down with Marta to talk the industry, the power of people first, leadership, technology, and Gales' approach to expansion. Lots of great nuggets here to take away, no matter which industry you're from. Enjoy! I'm super excited to welcome Marta on the Hospitality Maverick podcast. With Marta, she is the MD of Gales Bakeries. Well, welcome, Marta. Thank you so much for having me. We were trying to arrange this for quite a while now, so I'm really happy that we're now here in beautiful Brighton and uh, have an opportunity to talk about industry and all things. Yeah, and thank you very much for coming down. That's always a pleasure when a guest choose to come down and, and visit you down here yeah. at the coast. We're doing a recording in Platform 9 and they have like a meeting room where you can look over the town. And normally it's a beautiful view. You can't see much today because it's raining and a bit in the middle of July. So yeah, it's a bit sad today. It's still still a lovely place. Yeah, it's still not bad. Anytime when you buy the sea, it's always good. You can't go wrong with that. And now we have two bakeries here in Brighton. So I have more reasons to, to come than ever. So for the people who don't know... Should we start with Marta, who Marta is and, and where she's from and, and why she, sure. she's here now with Gail's Bakery? Could you give us a bit of an enlightenment on that? Marta is a very happy person. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note, yeah, I'm really happy. I, I am on personal level. I'm a, a mom of a 15 years old son. I'm super proud of him. I talk about him a lot. He inspires me to do a lot of things in my life, enjoy my life and make sure that whatever I do has a good purpose. I am now working as an MD uh, of Gales. I joined Gales three years ago. My journey in hospitality is quite long. I've been in the industry for 15 years now. I came to London in 2003. So 16 years ago now. And when I came here, I never thought I'm going to end up in hospitality. But in 2004, I joined Pret and I fell in love uh, with Pret as a business, but also with the industry. And I've seen a lot of opportunities for growth and a lot of opportunities for myself uh, to embrace my passion for business and and everything that I've been studying for for many years. So I really enjoyed uh, my job there. Actually, in Pret, I had something like 14 or 15 different job titles. I grew through ranks. I ran operations in, in the UK and I moved to New York in 2013. I spent the three years with Pred. I loved it, absolutely. And 2016, I made my choices and I decided to come back to London and do something else, explore new opportunities. And I came across Tom, the CEO of Gales and he inspired me so much. I couldn't figure it out at the beginning. Why, you know, why do we have this connection? The longer we work with each other, the, the longer I work with him and learn from him and understand his values and understand him, the more I understand why did I connect with him in the first place so quickly. And I haven't looked back since. I had amazing three years at Gales. I have a phenomenal team and really enjoying being here. For the people who wouldn't know what Gales is, I think the most people out there know girls. You, you, you. How many shops do you have now? Past uh, 50? fifty-two. We're opening fifty-third uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. 
in Maida so Vale. What kind of offering is it that you do if you were sitting and thinking, I've never heard about Gales, what are they doing? If someone never heard of Gales, please get in touch with me through uh, through yourself. <laughs> I will definitely invite anyone who wants to see for themselves and taste for themselves in the first place what Gales is. We have the, the most wonderful, delicious, world-class offer of craft baked food, cakes, breads launched really delicious uh, range of salads recently we have phenomenal coffee our coffee is really one of the best in the market again craft artisan super well executed something that we're really proud of so i think girls is somewhere where you want to be every day it's a place it's a team and it's uh, delicious food really i was quite lucky so martha brought me uh, i think there's cake in that box a lot, of cakes, yeah. a lot of cakes so somebody's going to be happy when i bring that home this this afternoon yeah it's going to be, uh, my, my son's going to be very happy. He likes cake as myself. So, yeah, and for people that haven't tried, I can only say, yeah, the coffee is quite unique. Uh, coffee is unique, yeah. yeah. We are very proud of our coffee. Obviously, it's a massive part of our of our business, but it's really so well done. Our coffee team and coffee training team and Jessica, our head of coffee, is doing absolutely fantastic job in training baristas and, and everyone else in the business. Pretty much every single manager, leader and barista is trained on coffee in, in Gales. So the passion for quality and execution of, of our coffee is absolutely there as much as the quality of the, the bean and the milk and everything that goes into it but jessica's soul and jessica loves jessica's love for coffee really is and you can find it in every single cup of coffee we sell it's gone really fast with gales over the years i can still remember when i moved back to london in in 2013 mm-hmm. there was about you know a couple of a uh, handful of shops maybe eight eight shops or something like that but it's gone really fast now you just said shop number 53 mm-hmm. was uh, opening. yeah tell tell a bit about that because it has been a part of the journey where a lot of restaurants alone but we're now in a market where nobody's doing anything if they're doing anything mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're turning out the light in the shops mm-hmm. but you're still opening yeah we're still opening and i think we just warmed up to be honest with you we have great plans ahead of us for the next three years we just finished uh, building our three-year strategy and there is more to come i can tell you that a lot of people are asking the question why are we growing and how are we growing i think how is probably the easy answer it's it's thanks to our teams and 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 the setup that we now have at girls you know we've worked really hard over the last few years to make sure that we build an amazing team that is capable to grow and is ready to grow and wants to work and be in very very dynamic business that grows quite fast quite rapidly it brings its challenges but also brings its advantages for for people people's careers and and learning opportunities are fantastic sometimes pace is uh, is high but those resilient and and determined and and committed uh, people in the teams we have they absolutely enjoy it and i think the second part to it is the systems in place and and ways of working and and all the background that you've set up uh, in order for for business to grow is equally important and we've worked hard to set ourselves up for growth with a great you know ways of working and and systems in place and i guess also you said it before and i I think you're right about that gales is a place you want to go every day so it's a bit like you're not dependent on if it's going up and down because people eat cake and drink coffee every day if you just execute well on it that's not a dying trend, I guess. Probably people don't eat cake and drink coffee every day. Cake may be not that thing, but they definitely can eat salad, can eat delicious brunch and breakfast. And, you know, we, we cater to everything from vegans to, to really indulgent afternoon treats. So... 
Yes, you, you can pretty much eat at Gal's uh, every day, breakfast, lunch and, and dinner uh, for a month and you will have choice to kind of do something else, try something else every day. So it's go is you're opening in that speed and you're thinking about like finding property is probably mm-hmm. become easier. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that's that's what yeah. they're saying out there. But what about the your team? You mentioned the team before, they're ready for growth. There's a lot of people I meet in the moment, they talk a lot about it's hard to find the the right people. And yeah. there's not enough people out there. They, they they use the word talent crisis. What is your view on that? Because you must hit that wall as well as when you move fast and need to open stores. Yeah, I mean, talent crisis, that's, that's strong words. I guess uh, there's one thing that I fundamentally believe in. It's really planning for really strong succession. And it's not succession to replace people. It's succession to enable, enable people to grow and take more and more accountabilities. So people who we work with and people in our teams can grow simultaneously with with the business and and I think if you have the team that is able to grow themselves and you are able to help them to grow and they embrace their skills and embrace their, their talents and you kind of harness it and help them develop that what really pushes the growth and that's what really helps helps the business thrive you know and you need to look for talent you need to uh, recruit teams externally sometimes you need really an injection of of new skills new knowledge new fresh point of view and and then you probably go outside and look for for those new additional skills that you need for the teams but fundamentally the first and most important thing is to embrace your team and help your team grow with the business and set everything up for them to be successful then you probably mitigate a little bit of the risk of of, as you said dry market or or, you know lack of talent on the market you're not dependent on anyone else it doesn't matter what other people are going to do right or wrong it only matters what you can do right with your team and and i stick to that you know there's one thing that, that sometimes we tend to forget especially in the tougher times uh, we forget how good people were in the great times and you, if you can remember that and if you always remember how great your team is when you celebrate when you are successful and when you thrive and in probably weaker moments when you, you know when there's a little bit of a downturn you kind of remember this and pull on people talents and, and strengths and, and everything that is good in them you're going to pass through the downturn so much faster and so much easier you will not need to move on with, with your teams you just need to remind them and you need to remember how great they are pull it out from them and that's what will take you through through the downturn so our turnover because of our approach, because of our commitment to our teams, decreased massively. I mean, the numbers we started from, I just even, it's, uh, uh, I can't even begin telling you where we started with our with our turnover, something like 168% or, or wow. something like this. And yeah. I mean, we are now at third of it. And it's because of the approach that we have. I don't know if you've heard the saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. And there's this great book, The Mind of the Leader, that I read uh, recently about mindfulness and selflessness and, and conscious leadership and it embraces everything around exactly that that you need to take care of yourself you need to take care of your team and you need to take care of your organization equally when you're celebrating and when you're struggling because when you're struggling the great qualities and strengths of your team will take you through that and and this is the approach and going back to your original question this is my strategy and my plan and my way around not really having to look for people continuously and Mm. it's very interesting you use the word succession yeah. It's something my, I've tried to practice myself and tried to learn 
the people I work with through my life that the, the most safe way to create a consistent business mm-hmm. is that you have a succession plan or yeah. you have start thinking about that one day they're going to leave us because we only borrowed them so we have to think about is yeah. the next one ready and it's not about there's just a name in a spreadsheet or on a list it's do they have the capabilities to step up when yeah. they need to step up there will always be a gap yeah. but it has to be as small as possible and that's something I learned I think you probably learned that from Pratt I learned at McDonald's the importance of that because if you can develop leaders yeah. you can be promoted yeah. that's how it works it's not only their capability but also their willingness sometimes people choose to do what they do and choose not to want to grow yeah. and we need to respect that as leaders in any business of any team on any level it really doesn't matter who you lead it matters that you respect the motivations and desires that people have because you can't push someone to take the job that they don't really want if someone wants to be the most amazing baker for the next five years kudos to them and we have a lot of people who want to stay and be amazing bakers and we have bakers who came to girls to run bakeries and they want to manage the bakery and we help those to grow into management roles but those who want to be the best bakers they become head bakers and then they train the talent around them so it's the respect and recognition for what people want as much for what they're capable of that makes kind of these balances you also said something that was like sweet music in my my head you started with you had to lead yourself or yeah, you had you had, a, you had another word for it, but you said lead yourself. Then you learn to lead others. Yeah, and then you lead the organization. And uh, it's a principle the way we created our leadership development program as well. Because oh, if right. you don't start with yourself, where are you then? Because Absolutely. you are the one they're going to be looking at when the day you go in the door. So leadership is very visible. Absolutely. So if you don't have the energy and the power you need, yeah. and you're not in the right balance. How are you going to actually start leading anyone? <laughs> Absolutely. And also if you expect people to do something else that you that you do, you perceive, you believe in, and you role model, it's never going to work. It's just becoming fake and, you know, unsustainable for in the long term. And, and people won't enjoy being there. And I think that's not what we want, isn't it? No, and it's interesting when you start working with yourself, the power it gives you. Yes. Because the two next steps becomes quite easy, you know, because the energy you send out, you almost accepted already as the leader mm-hmm. without yeah. being you know you don't need actually to have a shirt on or anything they just know that it's you yeah because the way you enter the room or <laughs> because you are confident in yourself and you feel yeah. good about yourself so it's very interesting you said start there because a lot of training often start with oh we're going to give you some skills in leading teams and how to communicate with people but that's just a step too far if you're not in control of the other bit. Or you can always be better. You're never done. Leadership is like a skill and a muscle. You keep on training. I call it uh, solving the Rubik's scoop. You're never, never done. You can always do it faster. Then you also said something else, Marta. You said that uh, even in hard times, it's how you, in a way, see the world. You have a circle of influence, you in a way, say, to, to, yeah. to, to change that perspective. I think that, that was really inspiring as well. So with these things in the arsenal, going into the where the industry is now, and you like anyone else has probably looked at it and think this is quite crazy what's going on out there what is your thought about where we are as an industry and there's a lot of people that talks about the perfect storm and you know mm-hmm. costs workforce is cliffs you know you have brexit you have economic uncertainty you have technology changing the society and our industry what is your view on all these things and where do you see we are i'm always a glass half full person mm-hmm. <laughs> we all can choose the perspective that we see the light and the industry and everything so 
a lot of the perspectives depends from where you look at this and where you sit. Obviously, being at Gales and being in driving part of the thriving business that grows continuously, we probably look at the world from a little bit different perspective and we look for opportunities in a different way. And it's sad to see really big brands falling apart and, and crumbling and disappearing from high streets and from towns. And, and you just kind of wonder what happened, what really went wrong and what, what was that that everyone else can learn uh, from what is that that everyone else can think about for their own businesses to to avoid being in the same place i think the industry is is you know always will be uh, fluctuating it's a dynamic hospitality it's really incredibly dynamic the trends overall visions of uh, of different businesses set the tone that constantly changes and, and churns the the reality around us and the innovation and the influence of technology and, and influence of the whole world uh, on especially a, a place like uk like london and trends around the world on, uh, on that will always make it a super dynamic industry so the change is given and and probably it's like similar like with business if you if you you have the team that you believe in if you have the plan that you believe in if you have a very clear vision and you understand where you're going and you will set yourself up for it the sky is the limit the circumstances don't change I really do believe it doesn't matter what other people are doing wrong. It only matters what you can do right. You know, and I think in industry, as, as colleagues, as friends, as everyone together, if we helped each other sometimes and maybe had, had each, other, each other's back in the really toughest situations and probably reached out more and had more conversations about, hey, I'm struggling with this. How do you deal with that? Hey, I'm looking at this. How do you deal with that? It's never good for us to see other businesses falling because it impacts everyone. It impacts yeah. more in the industry impacts the economy and the best thing we can do to each other to actually help each other there are many places where Gales is and thrives thanks to the strong competition that we have around if the competition wasn't as strong around we wouldn't try to be as good as we are and also it wouldn't bring as many customers as as it brings uh, obviously so there are different ways of looking at this and I think you're right I call it environment predict performance so if the competition is sharp and moving all the time, you will move with them. Yes. We have an urge yeah. as human beings inside us, even though you have. Yeah. And I think another thing you think that's very... But also, you don't need to compete against no. other businesses. You compete with them. You just want to be the best you can be. Yeah. And everyone else around you is just pushing you to, to be better. It's not about competing against anyone. And it's not about being happy when someone you know when something doesn't go right for, for someone else uh, it's incredibly important to to remember that for, for me and for for anyone in the business i've seen a lot of great teams and great businesses going through difficulties and when they ask for help and when they stick together and have a clear plan they get through it yeah i think i think one of the things you said has been quite clear and what we could see when we do some work with people as well there's mm-hmm. that uh, vision or clarity of direction that's often missing there's a lot of great initiatives but why are we doing them and why do we need to go through with this change yeah. to actually because we actually need that there needs that this purpose of why we're, we're on the journey and i think maybe that's sometimes what's going wrong when it really really goes wrong yeah and it's so easy to divert from the original vision uh, of the businesses and original way of of the vision it was supposed to be executed it's just you know there are so many layers and decision makers in the businesses if you even you know take a traditional hospitality business you have the ceo you have management team you have number of departments you have general managers of the sides and then you have the teams that actually talk to customers so this message from the vision from the the, the center of the purpose 
existence of the uh, of the existence of the business by the time it gets to the customer it's a bit like, it could be like a bit of a chinese whisper you know one person deviates from the vision with just sometimes it's a word sometimes it's a sentence sometimes it's just a statement sometimes it's you know unclear communication and the further you go out from the center vision through all those layers uh, of the business the, the the more difficult it is to actually deliver it to customers so so really clear focus and strong channels of communication and very clear plan as simple as you can will help you sustain this vision and ooze the vision through all the layers up to the customer I totally agree with that and also like sharing that plan you said that sharing it all the way out to the front line so yeah. they also understand that they are not just serving a cup mm. of coffee they are yeah, yeah. building, building the, the church or building the ship Another thing that's interesting here is that uh, talent crisis we were in talking about a bit before in the industry. Mm-hmm. I often say to people, I don't think we have a talent crisis because the same amount of people for everyone. We just as an industry, as you said, that this is not good for the industry. It's happening. It's actually no. just making it like from an employer point of view, mm-hmm. employer brand point of view. But also I think we I often say a bit provocative. We have maybe, and we all are part of that, we have a leadership crisis because we need to set a new standard yeah. to, to get people people don't leave a business they leave the manager what is your view on that and because i meet a lot of people in hospitality they often have left because you know just had a very hard time with their boss Mm. been very unreasonable yeah obviously what i would say first is the tutu tango so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all adults we all have our voices and we all need to learn how to manage upwards as well and we all have bosses of, of some sort and yeah. sometimes success we manage this relationship successfully and sometimes less successfully and I just want to acknowledge that that it's not only no. the kind of a bad boss I scenario agree. but I totally agree with you that the leadership is is instrumental for, for how successful businesses are and how successful teams are you know being able to build highly performing team that delivers sustainable results it's not you know halabaloo for for a couple of months great success and then you and it fizzles out it's about really building a sustainable long-term highly performing teams with a long-term vision you know sometimes it's underestimated and sometimes people forget about this and they get lost in the day-to-day reactive business and forget what's the big purpose and where, where really where are they going and what they're trying to achieve and pushing wrong buttons with people and and the teams get lost i think we've all been in this situation somehow sometimes and guilty as charged probably i wouldn't be surprised if there were times in my career that, that i've totally created them probably as well but as you as you go you learn and you see what works with the teams and i think it's one of the biggest joys of our careers in hospitality to actually develop those teams and yeah. and help people succeed and and see people grow through ranks you know the number of successful careers that i that i've observed over the years it's just incredible you know we've recently promoted group manager from bakery manager one of the bakery managers yeah. Carolina and I've recruited her as a team member back when I was a manager 10 12 years ago or something and she's now here doing phenomenal work she is excellent and she was promoted to into operations right now and I know her for all those years and I'm not her line manager so I didn't promote her she just goes through 
through ranks and, and drives her own career and tries to be the best as she can be. We're opening opportunities for, for everyone and she takes them and that's the perfect scenario, you know. Next week I'm going to meet director of operations for a Canadian company, Madradish, who is coming here just to visit and mm-hmm. we are now good friends but we, we used to work together when I was operations manager back in Hydro many, many, many years ago. He, yeah. he joined the team and ran one of my shops and, and now he is super successful, drives a really great business uh, business forward with the owner and is doing really well those things makes you make you remember and appreciate the impact that you can make not only on the business not only on uh, P&Ls but also on people's lives on their careers on their well-being very often that's why going back to the leadership question if we forget that if we forget that there is this people element and if we forget that the career is long the life is long the years to come you know we don't think about what's going to happen in two three four five ten years to to those individuals if we mislead them we can really impact their lives and their careers in a very negative way i also for that reason never hold grouches you know we all make mistakes and we yeah. all have to move on as fast as as we can uh, if someone wants to you know and but the biggest joy is to see people grow and if you can be a mindful leader who is uh, compassionate and and can you know be selflessly uh, supporting others it's, uh, it's it's beautiful and the results out of that are fantastic yeah it's a it's an art and at the same time a science leadership as yeah. many people have to me that you can't learn leadership and i just it's a bit like the rubik's cube you can but it, it takes practice as you say and you will make mistakes yeah. and, and we all done them we all made like short-term yeah. decisions where we look back afterwards oh, that was a bad decision or i lost a good person yeah. there because it was actually what i did or didn't do absolutely. or didn't see or, absolutely and it's often sometimes what you don't see. I can remember a situation where I was part of a growing business and we forgot the, the well-performing units because they were just taking care of themselves. And then suddenly they didn't get that, you know, call it love, mm-hmm. touch point they yeah. needed on a bi-weekly basis or weekly mm-hmm. basis from any of the senior people and suddenly they, they, they went for another job. Yeah. And it was not because you have done anything terrible, them, you just haven't been there yeah. people like to see the boss so yeah i think you're absolutely right and i agree also those two to tango in a way looking at um, your growth strategy and you have that succession planning what is that what is your magic thing you do with people in gales what have you put in place to you drive that turner down that's tremendous mm-hmm. just from you know from a, from a cost point of view but also from yeah. where you want to as you say you want to scale because you in a way I often say you, you, you can easily scale units than you can scale people that's mm-hmm. the hardest bit to get right yes. in the organization so what is that what did you think the three magic touch points are that you got right in Gales mm-hmm. that works really well for you you guys because I still believe that everybody needs to find their own ingredient for this that's not like a one fit all approach to this I think there is no magic in <laughs> it is a team. I think we've built a great team that, that really understands those values that, that, that girls have thoroughly and we all do our best to exude the values and role model those values and make sure that we are standing up and leading people by examples and we're showing them you know what what we want to see as well uh, and I think there was obviously a number of tactics and number of plans that we've had to drive our 
succession planning and, and help people stay with us from trying to find better ways to recruit people and find talent more effectively. We've recruited a phenomenal recruitment manager who, uh, who is helping us with that. We've actually put system in place, ATS, that helps us with selection and, and so on and so on. So we've really spent a lot of time on thinking about recruitment. Who do we recruit? How do we recruit? Where do we recruit from? What is our perfect you know, employee? We spent a lot of time on thinking how we train. We've implemented online training platform we've implemented training courses a couple of years ago you know we had only a couple of training courses with lots of passion and, and everything but we now have really nice suit of of uh, training courses for each role we have an online training platform we have quite significant uh, training team we train specialist skills very seriously around food and coffee and there's a lot of passion and knowledge and skill going into this. Going back to coffee again, Jessica has really professional accreditation. Our training, new training center is being built so we can provide really uh, serious certifications to our teams. And, and we really took this seriously. So if you find the right people, if you develop them in the right way, and then you engage with them to want them stay on with you, you know, and you make sure that they uh, have fair pay, you really look into uh, people's uh, well-being and we've done a lot of that we work with perk box and we've put in place great you know holidays packages and and so we have great rewards and recognition overall for our teams we uh, we have fantastic platform girls together on facebook where pretty much all our team 85 percent of our team are uh, signed up uh, and it's completely voluntary we don't tell people they don't have to sign up it's only if they want to and you can see the culture that is driven that you can see by the post, you can see by, you know, what people talk about, you can see the mood and, and if they are happy and what, you know, what makes them happy and what drives the positivity and what uh, drives the engagement. And it's a really important platform for us. I absolutely love it. I can show you some some posts later and we don't put any kind of regulations there we don't tell people what they can talk about what they can't we just tell them sign up if you want and talk about whatever you want it's just fantastic to see what people are proud of the pride of great coffees that they deliver great teams that they have team events staff meetings successes sales records super P&Ls promotions that's what people talk about all the time so they engaged and they emotionally invested in their teams invested in girls invested in our food Bakers are so proud to engage with the new food launches and uh, help us drive the, the, the food knowledge across the business and they talk about it all the time. Everyone talks about whatever they want and the subjects are just clearly telling me that the teams are generally really, really engaged. The other thing that we do, we we have something called Girls Quarterly Awards. So every quarter we get all the managers together and, and all the office team together and twice a year... I've seen that on LinkedIn. That's, yeah. uh, that looks quite good fun. It's fantastic. So twice a year we have uh, a shorter event Event and twice a year after we finish our uh, awards evening we invite all the teams from all shops for summer party and, and the Christmas party and everyone comes together and we have loads of fun but at the Girls Quarterly Awards we celebrate success give a little bit of a you know business briefing but we celebrate success and we kind of set up an example of what's important to us and we say to the teams this is amazing, do more of that. And that was amazing, do more of this. So it's not only nicey-nicey and, you know, celebration. It has a very clear purpose to help people understand what do we look, what are we looking for? What is the excellence that we're looking for? What, what, what do we mean, you know, by someone being great at something? And mm. there's 
And I think this is really a pride moment for people to be recognized. And we're not only recognizing the bakers and the managers. I cannot stress enough how important it is that for us to recognize all the people in the office and in support departments. Sometimes those teams are completely forgotten because they work in the background. And there is nothing worse than divide between us and them in any business. Obviously, we know all that. It's so easy to just take, take things for granted what people in different departments are doing for, to enable the bakers to succeed. We take it very, very seriously and it's a matter of pride for us to, to reward everyone in the business for, for things that were exceptional in a given quarter and, and all the effort that they've put in to, to help bakeries and help girls uh, succeed. And obviously we have so much fun and we have wine and we have food and and all that. It's, it's one of my favorite days in the quarter, obviously. And, and thankfully, touch wood, we, we have great results to celebrate. We had another, you know, the best quarter ever. As we've said last, last quarter to celebrate, so it's a it's a good uh, it's a good opportunity to help everyone, let the steam off, set them for the next quarter, and get back to the bakeries a couple of days after, and and get back on the journey and and uh, keep growing the business. That's the that's the thinking. So I think all in all, it starts from finding the right talent, training and developing your teams, engaging with them. But genuinely engaging, not creating like fake things and like channels that don't take you anywhere. Genuinely listening to your teams and genuinely embracing your teams to engage with them. And that's how they stay. That's how you retain your team. And I think it's, it's quite simple and quite obvious. And when you say it, it sounds very yeah. easy. But it, it takes a great team to actually deliver this. And I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky we have fantastic teams at Girls. Yes, you say it sounds so simple. And I know for myself, it, it, can, it can be simple to make that plan on a piece of paper. But getting that together mm. and, and create that kind of thing. I think something really important you said is that it's important to make it very clear how success looks. Because I tried that in different roles within hospitality, outside hospitality, where I felt this a bit uncertain what success looked for me in this yeah. role and then you just set up to fail in a way you can never become good and then yeah. that's that's the company or the leader's responsibility yeah. to be very clear about you're successful when you hit these three top things these are yeah. the three top things in your job yeah, yeah. when you've done that and um, I think also one of the things that I thought was really cool was that you, you do the celebration but you also just clarify where you are on the journey and I think yeah. that again again people then know they can follow that especially yeah. the managers that has to go out and lift the cultures out in the stores yeah, yeah, yeah. which can be tough sometimes you know there's some days where it's just not going as you wanted to and it's Absolutely. a firefighting and you know water leak or three people is ill or totally yeah or bread didn't show yeah. up or coffee machine doesn't work all these things is easier when you know there is something to celebrate later or you are celebrated or something. absolutely but yeah. those tough moments in yeah. you know in in the bakeries in hospitality in any hospitality business that also remind us about all the great things that happen and all the successes you yeah. had but in tough moments the best leaders will make it feel like it's seamless so i had a situation in one of our bakeries new manager joined and she's absolutely excellent the team was a bit distressed and you know needed love and help and uh, it was like first week after her full training and induction and uh, they had quite challenging mornings something didn't come the, you know overnight something happened flood whatever you, you name it they got it it's one of my local bakeries so i was the uh, saturday maybe i don't know 10 o'clock in the morning and yeah, like, who, who wants the mds to come in then? Yeah. Yeah. no i'm all the time in the bakery so no one is faced by by me coming that's i'm not like you know it's not rare 
Yeah. I'm, I'm old, I work from the bakeries basically and I said how are you guys they're like oh we're great and I just wanted to give them a hug I got them some chocolate so oh my god I'm sure you you know you survived the morning well done for, for, for getting through it and they were like we're great you know Cheville helped us with everything we have the best manager ever she just made she made all the problems go away she set us up for success and we know what we're doing so it was the toughest but the best day we've had for many many months and that's the statement of the true leader if you can make a difficult situation the best situation you know you're onto something good and you know if you surround yourself with people like that that have resilience have vision can find solution very easily it's it's the best recipe for success otherwise all of us wouldn't need to be here if things would get taken care of itself isn't it no then 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 you've done your job i normally say no then, 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 no then, one needs i mean none of those jobs are needed then. <laughs> it was another interesting he said he said that we really spend a lot of time getting recruitment right yes and you mentioned about getting the profile right yes because that's where i see often you know they have all the right processes and systems mm-hmm. they have all the ats and mm-hmm. all those kind of things and the first and the second interview store training mm-hmm. trial shift and all that but they often don't that why why well, what character are we looking we're for looking. what really fits in this team what would fit really well with the democratic graphics of this area and i think that's one core thing when recruitment gets right is that you understand what you're looking for and what is missing in that team but i was never lucky to get there i was not apparently not good enough fit for for prep for many reasons uh, but i applied for a job when i moved here and um, i was actually told that of all the candidates there was there was two candidates me and another one but the other one just had a better fit from the customer and the area they're going to manage mm-hmm. and that just gave sense for me it was not like i didn't feel that i was discounted and i got a really good explanation why they've chosen another candidate mm-hmm. and it was fair enough in yeah. a way and then you move on yeah. and i'm still like an advocate of prep <laughs> i think they're, they're amazing so that even though you can be rejected you can actually be rejected in a way when people can really explain why you've been rejected then it gives really good sense that was a lot about people technology uh, a lot of people talk about technology in the yes. industry and I don't know how many people I meet during the week that's buying a technology or yeah. how do you see technology some people call it call it savior it's probably a bit big name but it, it's the thing that's really gonna change hospitality to the positive it's gonna really help the managers mm-hmm. do you think you think tech is here to really transform the sector or what absolutely. is your view absolutely you know if you think about just take your mind back 10 years ago could you think about all those apps and tech solutions that we have now in place in our businesses that are helping us with day-to-day operations or you know long-term planning or rotas or or safety and so on and so on you know it's just it's something that we never thought about because it wasn't here but now it is here so if we think about what's going to happen 10 years from now on how much and how fast forward it will take us. I think it will play play massive part in, in how we think about business. For me, information technology is really interesting. How can technology support our insight and help us make better decisions? This is something that sometimes we probably don't think enough of and underestimate. You know, we have we are engaged with trial, and I know you had Joe here on, on yeah. the podcast. So I'm oh, we love trial. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we do love it as well, and and obviously I'm a huge fan of Joe himself as well, and and everything that he has done for the industry so far, and people like that who have a vision and 
want to better and better their product all the time and, and enable new functionality and want to push the dial, those are the, the, the people to watch out for and stay close to and work with them because they will help you be better with them being better. So you don't need to be expert in technology. You need to find those who are and they will push you up, you know. I'm not sure if you've heard of this business, Sweet Greens, uh, back yeah, in US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are we are starting them with a curiosity here. Yeah. Our strategy Mavericks because they're definitely on to something very special over there. Yeah, I had the chance to to meet the, the founders when I was back in the US, and they're so inspiring. The way they look at their business, it's it's really it's a tech company that kind of you know it's existing through food, and and obviously they have fabulous food mission, and they're actually delivering on this food mission. But they started from tech. That's why they can grow so fast because tech and information technology helps them make better and better decisions and deploy their resources and invest in the right places and, and so on and so on and I think this is something that we really need to as, as, as business leaders and as anyone in the, in the industry we, we should be seeking help from technology how to help us make better decisions even if you think about forecasting or ordering even if you order on paper you still do an equation computer can do this equation for you if you can't find support in any program or any software solution that will help you be better I'll totally do that we working now on a new system for exactly our F&B management and are going through this whole overhaul of, of uh, support of decision making for our managers to help us take the business to the next level you know we want to have 100 bakeries so we need to think like we had 100 bakeries right now when we wanted to have 50 we had to think three years ago how how it's going to look like when we have 50 and, and now on the, we're on a different journey so technology is super important and there are many amazing creative skilled people in IT in this in the whole tech industry that can help us do this but it doesn't mean that we have to be an expert we have to find the experts that can help us I guess I think you're very right and I think it's uh, there's many people that said but tech will never take the human element uh, out of it and they will not I agree and I think there's like three things tech should do and I think one of them is making better decisions this industry has been for many many years been too much got because I come from a background from McDonald's where there was not much got decision yeah. made there because you had your data mm-hmm. uh, and there's a reason why McDonald's buy tech companies now yeah. because and then you talk about sweet green um, we had Nick Popovich on the podcast recently as well he said that if you are not implementing or taking tech as part of your growth strategy you will not be here he was uh, but I also he's a founder of a tech company so maybe you should say <laughs> that but, no, but uh, yeah I mean you're not going to be here people still will have to eat and drink and yeah. do all those things so you kind of you might be here it's just the, the, the scale of and the capacity might be different. And my mom always said as a restaurateur, uh, there's two things that's always going to be in a market, the undertaker and the restaurateur. You're going <laughs> to die and you're going to eat. And also I think another thing around tech is that yeah. it has to save you time and uh, maybe yeah. make you money sometime as well. And that's where it also can be leveraged if you integrate it in the right way. I think you touched a bit on that as well. I noticed, made a note before, it says books. You read a lot of books and you, I you, do, brought, yeah. you brought me a book as well. Um, yeah, I brought you a book, Wabi Sabi. Uh, it's Japanese his wisdom for a perfectly imperfect life the book is fantastic and i actually quite like the author as well i followed her now uh, on facebook to see to see what she's up to the book is exactly about life and how can you be happier i i believe in something called ikigai i don't know if you had had a chance to 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 read about ikigai for my for my 40th birthday last year i traveled with my very best friend to japan to okinawa to the 
village called Ogimi. It wasn't easy to find. Sounds easy when I say it, <laughs> and you can find it on the map. But it wasn't Google easy to help. find. Yeah, <laughs> Google helped to show us where it is, so we booked our flights. But then going into into it and really finding the the village wasn't as easy. But we found it and it was like the most liberating uh, experience ever. Uh, and the whole kind of belief of ikigai that you need to find a great balance in your life and do always what makes you happy and find in your profession as well the happiness and, and you need to do something that you love that you can help people with that you can get paid for and you have passion for you know it's uh, it's something that I'm I'm really a big believer of you can say the life is long but also the life is quite short we are only here for a bleep of a time in a grand scheme of things so if we if we are here let's be happy and let's do what makes us happy and probably Wabi Sabi is like the next chapter it's not the same author obviously but it's like the next level of everything about ikigai and finding this balance in life so i hope you're gonna enjoy this oh i love things like that you you should see my home yeah i'm allowed not allowed to buy any more books okay but my wife she said we have enough (laughs) self-development and leadership books and what else is there yeah um so one you might want to buy on audible so your wife doesn't see it yeah oh i'll do that already (laughs) it's the mind of the leader it's all about mindful leadership and uh, yeah. it's, it's about uh, leading it's yourself really, first leading you yourself first yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely and and i think we we have to be absolutely accountable for for us first before we can be accountable for anyone else you want to wake up today and feel that you can be better than you were tomorrow and that you can be good enough to to lead the team and you want to feel like you deserve to be in the position that you are and you take care of yourself first before you take care of your team I have to ask you now because we've been you know circling around that leading yourself question all the time what is the three hacks leadership hacks you do every day because I can imagine for how you talk about it you almost have like a bit of habit creating things about what you do and where you go and get inspiration and stuff like that what is the top three things you do to lead yourself I think my most important hack is I I know I I said it third time. If you want, you can cut it out. But mm. but I do believe that it doesn't matter what other people are doing wrong. Only matters what you can do right. Obviously, it matters. You know what they did wrong, so you can learn from that. And it matters what you you you're gonna do. But but this is fundamental thing for people to understand. If you will really think about how can you help the situation, how can you help the person, how can you help solve the problem how can you love the problem how can you be invested in that rather than thinking about working yourself up about people who make mistakes or didn't do something or don't like someone or didn't it's just such a you know unproductive way of thinking obviously but most of the time you're anyway guessing what people thought you're guessing why people did what they did you're guessing why they made mistake maybe they didn't understand maybe they didn't know maybe they really thought that they're doing the right thing and they just didn't have enough skills, capability, perspective, clarity, you know, directions, training, whatever. You know, no one came to work and said, today I'm going to just do badly. You know, people sometimes make mistakes because they genuinely thought that they were doing the right thing, but it just didn't turn out to be right. So if you will invest all your time in thinking about what people thought Hmm. (laughs) or might have been thinking, it's not going to take you anywhere. So my really fundamental belief is that if I can help the situation, it only matters what I can do right and how can I help people, how can I help the situation, how can I help us move forward from, from where we are rather than trying to figure out you know, what people thought and why did they do what they did. Uh, yeah, and I think it's similar. I approach to this that you time, in a way I call it energy. You're not a lack of time, you're a lack of energy mm-hmm. often. And it's not just energy 
from you know you can drink from sugar is like mental capacity having that you know half full glass so you can actually yeah. take in whatever gonna happen because i i guess that it's hard sometimes accepting other people's life map because we all come with yeah. different views of the world Absolutely. and are in with different knowledge and different things and i guess you you come to a certain stage in your your career as you say where you actually get more balanced out on it and yeah. you're more aware about yourself and there's so many you know i see in leadership that don't understand themselves and that's actually the main reason why they can't get the leadership working as soon as they unleash that bit and they understand themselves and where they're going to go and get that energy from those two other things just becomes easier and, mm-hmm. uh, and the ruby coop goes faster and faster you know nelson mandela i i'm not sure if i can quote it exactly but he he says when you speak you only say what you know when mm. you listen you might learn something new yeah and sometimes this is kind of just you know the the fundamental challenge for those who find themselves in those situations that they yeah. forget to listen what everyone around them are yeah. saying they keep saying stuff yeah. rather than listening to yeah. everyone who wishes them well and wants yeah. actually to help them is there any specific things you do every day to find the energy to go out and be that person is this like uh, some rituals anything you do like <laughs> i know you're walking a lot one of your big passion is to yeah, walk yeah i when hike you're... a lot yeah, yeah. Firstly, I'm not, you know, a signed person. I do, I make a lot of mistakes and I, you know, I, I get places as well with my mind. It's not all rosy rosy, but in general, I have, I have quite a few routines. Mm. I do. I'm quite organized with my time and respectful uh, to overall time. Uh, I have, as I said at the beginning, I have 15 years old son who I love dearly and I love spending time with him because he's fun and we have great relationships. So I make sure that I make time for being a mother as much as being a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love my holidays. I travel a lot. I love the experiences and I like active life and I like active holidays. So you wouldn't see me, you know, lying down on the beach on holidays. You would see me ziplining, hiking, climbing a mountain, riding a bike and, and so on and so on. So that's kind of the way I recharge and uh, and offload. I do yoga three times a week. I go to the gym most of the day. So something just do something active that's the release mechanism in the morning uh, as well i have my kind of morning routine that i built probably more subconsciously than consciously over the years i wake up on time and i read there's this great book that i read daily stoic and there is a one quote every day that picks your brain the way i go about it i try to kind of think about it every day and and it stays with me it, it kind of goes through the day it's just a page very quick read and and a lot of a lot of things kind of get it gets into place when you when you think about something when you have some sort of you know a perspective or lens that you put on your day from the very beginning and, and it helps you go i always do a bit of yoga in the morning but those are just like i think many people do that it's kind of nowadays it's a thing i guess <laughs> definitely people that want to keep their energy in the right place they have will have different things they will do i have mine as well i drink a lot of water in the morning a yeah. liter of water is the first thing when i really? start to get up to That's hydrate cool. my brain and then i uh i call it some kind of energy meditation but really focusing on getting into myself and then finding out what i want to achieve in the week and the day so i yeah. actually so keep the vision in front mm-hmm. of me all the time maybe i'm not going to achieve it mm-hmm. but i'm dreaming about it and yeah. then you just come out you come out with a different energy and there's even on the, the tough days i will do this even though it doesn't feel like it really gives you know because everybody yeah. have tough days as you say and, absolutely and everybody has you know dark moments absolutely but we then, all make then, mistakes we all go through we need to know. have tools to do those 
those things. Uh, yeah. can, uh, sounds like you, uh, you have some quite cool things that have been inspired by. Who is your hero? Where did you find inspiration from besides reading books and going on travels and stuff like yeah. that? I did find a lot of inspiration from traveling and, and seeing quite a chunky part of the world, especially with my son. And I know it's probably going to sound for some, but my son is my hero. Like... If we're going to start talking about my son right now, we will never finish this conversation. But I will tell you that this boy is 15 years old and he has such a passion and drive for getting things done. When he gets into something, he goes like all in. He's part of DOV, so he did his bronze last year and he's doing silver now. And last year he was doing basketball. He's super tall. He's like two meters plus now. And, and he has physical condition to, to do that. And he got himself into volleyball. Volleyball is different to basketball. It requires different skill. Yeah. And he found him himself in that so well and, and probably got into the, the right team with the right in the right place and you know has a good coach and, and so on and he drives himself so much and tries to be as good as he can in something that he really loves that is just inspiring looking at this he now goes three times a, a week to a training session he found himself a training camp uh, in Poland he goes for two weeks Polish volleyball team are the uh, world champions so, so he's going to be trained yeah. with them uh, like by one of the the, the guy, a couple of the guys from from that team, and he's just looking for opportunities to be better in what he loves, and this is so inspiring. The second thing he does, like bass, he plays bass. He's like really good jazz bass player, and he's just going for it. He played Magic Radio's festival a couple of weeks ago with his band, and and he's only 15. <laughs> I I'm so inspired. First thing is being passionate, actually having a passion and embracing this passion and not sitting and thinking how nice would it be to do something, actually doing it are two different things. And yeah. And for that, in such a young age, to be so driven and so dedicated, you know, he wanted to speak German. He went on the online course and he learned German. He did the whole course. He wanted to do Python and C++. He did that. He comes up with an idea and he does it. He is not waiting for me to tell him, trust me, only once I tried to help him with homework in 15 years, even when he went to US. And he was like, mom, you, you have no idea, mom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we moved on from that. He just yeah. gets his things done. And, and I think what I'm really inspired by is his passion but also dedication to do what he loves and determination yeah. to be amazing at this so when he's into something he wants to be as good as he possibly can not just do it and that's what really inspires me that's what life full of excitement and, and pride and, and passion is to to kind of do what we love that's a cool hero he sounds like he can just he can think it but he can also implement it which yes. is a two different different yes. hard skills to, to to master he's looking a bright future ahead i think if he continues so. at that yeah. speed yeah in the end of the podcast we always ask the guests for giving advice to the leaders of hospitalities and restaurants out there if you can give one advice to them what would that be you know i wrote in your book you, ha you haven't had the chance to open it yet but the dedication reads with love for life marta <laughs> this is my advice love your life respect your time and enjoy everything you do make it worthwhile that's a great advice probably one of the best one we had here remember yourself and yeah. love yourself thank you very much for coming down to brighton i know you had 
a reason to be here anyway but yeah. even taking the time as you talked before i'm really grateful you took the time and shared your story and uh, gail's plans and thank you for the cake and the book as well i'm gonna enjoy that going on holiday soon so the book will be very helpful Lovely. i haven't bought any holiday reading yet so that's definitely one of them on the list i'm sure we're gonna catch up in, in due course and uh, we're gonna be interesting to see where gail's is moving from here and, and yourself as well thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure i really thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope yeah we'll have a chance to catch up uh, maybe in a couple of months and see where we both got to not only yeah. myself yeah good good and take care out there thanks wow that's all we have time for today thank you marta for sharing your thoughts and approaches with us if you enjoyed today's podcast please give us a like review share or even better let us know what you think thanks to let's talk video production for your ongoing podcast assistance we hope you enjoyed today's hospitality maverick podcast with me michael tinkser tune in next time for another industry interview and in the meantime find out more about us and join our newsletter at hospitalitymavericks.com thanks for listening and be maverick